you know what I was thinking? The franchise industry needs one more podcast. There will never be enough, right? <laughs> so let's do another one, right? So welcome to the first edition, everybody, of Franchise Freaks. It's the new podcast from Brand J. I'm Jack Munson, along with Andrea. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Tell everybody about your role at Brand J. Yes, at Brand J, I'm the project manager. So essentially what that means is any project, whether it be web development, personal branding, or um, any type of video project, smaller project on the side, I will be your go-to person and just kind of help be the liaison between the client and our creative team. And what that really means, everybody, is she makes everything run on time. So she keeps everybody in line and uh, all of the projects get done and completed in a timely fashion. That's what that really means. And we were sitting around, was it last summer? I think it was last summer. And we were kicking around the idea of doing some different types of content and um, maybe some different types of videos and podcasts and blogs and that kind of thing. And we kept coming back to this idea of franchise freaks. And there was something about it I think we all just loved. And And I don't know if it's because it's just a little outside of the typical naming convention in franchising is, you know, franchise this and franchise that and franchise marketing this week and that kind of thing. So so just to put a word like freaks behind it just felt a little bit off and different. And it kind of matches some of our clients, too. No, it definitely made some people it definitely made heads turn like when we first started throwing away like throwing out that name some of us were like "Ugh, like that's a little bit cringy but some of us were like i like that um so at the end of the day it kind of got people wanting to know more about what do you guys mean by franchise freaks and i feel like it kind of says it for itself like we're just love we're just, we just love franchising yeah we're freaky for it and and also a lot of the people we talk to every day, they don't feel like they're part of of a typical corporate program, right? They're a little bit outside of the lines. They're kind of outliers. And and a lot of the brands we work with will, will start off a conversation saying, you know, we're not like every other franchise. And I've come to learn that every franchise system thinks that they're not like every other franchise. And that's very cool because they're all very different. They have very different um, value to their franchisees and their customers. And so many of them are just doing doing things that five years ago, we would have said, that'll never work, right? That'll never be a great franchise. But guess what? They're succeeding. They're growing their systems. They're finding new franchisees. And hopefully we're, we're doing a good job helping them find some new franchisees. And, uh, and, and now we call our inner circle of clients and friends and family, franchise freaks. So so thus the name of this new podcast. Um, I really wanted to chat with you first on this first episode about personal branding. That's an area that I've been interested in for, for a few years. And it's something that this year, you've really just kind of taken that ball and run with it in the brand J world. Tell us about the personal branding work that you're doing with our clients and what what type of output is there and and what types of brands are we working with 
when it comes to personal branding? So personal branding in our world is almost our way of making our clients influencers in the franchise world or just in general, because our goal is to help them cast that net of finding their next franchisee or franchisees to ultimately expand their brand. But obviously we help run kind of digital ads. And uh, while there's a whole strategy behind that with personal branding, we want to hit the organic side even harder because it literally puts a face to the name of each brand. And so we want to use personal branding, which is essentially just a series of videos where we talk about different topics, questions in the franchising industry or whatever industry that brand is involved in and also the brand itself. So we want to cover all the bases, kind of figure out what sticks with that brand. We like to repeat different topics because just because one person says it, it might not stick with someone. And if someone else says it, that might resonate with a potential franchisee, which again is ultimately our goal. Or um, maybe a video goes out at a certain time. And even though we've talked about this five, six, seven times technically already, it's hitting a viewer for the first time. So our goal with this is to really keep up that consistency, um, make the brand continue to sound exciting and really kind of give another view of what this opportunity in franchising really is, because it's not just the typical restaurants that some people might think about when they hear the word franchise. There's a lot of industries that we like to cover, whether it be health and wellness, um, education, it can also be home service industries, you know, you name it. We want to make sure that we portray all of these opportunities, honestly, in a human way, because uh, our senior account manager, Jason, and I were talking recently about how we're people who really enjoy scrolling on TikTok, like <laughs> shamelessly, but um, <laughs> I'm sure a ton of other people are not just TikTok, obviously other social media platforms, but some of the stuff that sticks and that we actually stop and watch are people who are humanizing things, um, whether that be in your business, in your company, in your workplace, or just in your everyday life. You know, we want to make sure that we are not just talking about why franchising or like, what does the support look like? We covered those spaces, but also why is someone really proud to be a part of a brand? Why is now really a good time to invest? Because um, obviously, you know, there's that financial commitment to where um, hopefully your goal is to really kind of take your destiny, as our videographer Dan would say, destiny under your wings and really take control <laughs> of your future, as cliche as that is, but that's franchising. Yeah, I I want to come back to the humanizing part of it in just a sec, but first, tell us more about the actual video channels and and that process. So you mentioned TikTok, and I would assume that's where a lot of the traction that these these short videos with with these uh, franchisors and franchise industry pros, I, I, I would imagine that's where a lot of the traction happens, but. Um, where else are these videos getting a lot of play and are there any channels that are really that are really killing it right now as far as getting more traction for some of our clients the platforms that we like to cover are typically involving tiktok linkedin facebook instagram twitter slash x um 
And those are the main areas. Oh, and also YouTube shorts. So we, mm. if the client allows us and are comfortable with it, you know, really, we really want to cover all of these platforms because like I mentioned earlier, not only do we not know what might stick in terms of topic, but even platform. But lately with um, our clients, we've seen a lot of success on LinkedIn. So what we'll do is create a franchise development specific LinkedIn page. That way we can kind of differentiate this content is not necessarily consumer related mm -hmm. if that's what's being posted on an existing brand page already. But our purpose is to separate this content to show the opportunity in the franchising world with a specific brand. And then obviously our clients will have access to that, but then they can use this to kind of house the content and then share it to their personal pages and maybe even share it to their, um, like be posted directly on their page if they want. And at the end of the day, they can still kind of go to this said portfolio, let's say like the LinkedIn page and they can click share, put it on their personal profile profiles or send it to prospects and interested in the brand. And we share methods on how to share all of the videos on all the different platforms because it's very similar, but maybe different depending on the platform. And so we want to cover as many platforms as we can and still maintain that consistency. That way, if someone wants to point someone to more content, instead of just having all these phone calls, they kind of have somewhere else that they can look to learn more about the brand. I love the idea of moving some of that over to the personal profile, especially on LinkedIn. I think that's where the real gold mine is for a lot of franchise executives because your your company LinkedIn page may only have a few hundred followers or maybe even a thousand or two. But a lot of the Fran Dev people we work with and a lot of the CEOs and, and VPs of marketing, they could have five or 10,000 people that, that are connected to them on LinkedIn already. So there's there's just going to be a lot more eyeballs that see these short videos that, that come out. The other one I wanted to point out too that I haven't thought about as much throughout this entire process, but someone someone pointed out to me a, a few weeks ago that YouTube Shorts is probably the one that you really don't want to sleep on right now because so many brands have a ton of video content sitting on a YouTube page somewhere. And maybe it was stuff that was done recently, this year, last year, or it could even be, you know, old archive stuff from five years ago or, or, or 10 years ago. And that stuff sits there. And unless someone's searching for it and, and they get a hit on it, it's not really being seen by anyone. I think shorts is a, a whole new way, a whole new gateway to open things up to your, your company YouTube page, because the shorts are going to show up in everybody's feed or, or many people's feed and even people who aren't following your page. And I think that's the beautiful thing about short form video. It's, it's not, it's not just reaching out to your existing audience. It's finding new audiences for this short form content. Somebody could see those short personal branding videos from your franchise brand and watch one of those. Maybe they watch two of those and suddenly they're on your, your YouTube page and all of that great content, those, those brand stories and those testimonials that could be two years old by now, all of that stuff is suddenly going to have a new life 
all due to this short form video. So again, I think, you know, initially I thought, wow, this is great for LinkedIn and TikTok and maybe Reels. But I think YouTube shorts really could be the future of, of personal branding, um, uh, especially with any changes that Google and and is making with with video search and everything like that. Wow, we could see a lot more activity on on shorts coming up. I want to go back to the personal side of personal branding. Um, in the past, we've seen a lot of corporate videos out there, right? With um, nameless stock footage, uh, people selling franchises that all kind of look the same, and it doesn't really portray the brand, and it really doesn't portray the people behind the brand. And that's where I think we're doing something very different than anybody else in the industry right now, is really setting up the executives from that brand to be the face and the voice of the brand. It kind of goes back to the old adage about people don't buy from companies, they buy from people. And and if and this is a relationship industry, if you want to sell franchises, you want to develop franchises, you want to award franchises, you have to build a relationship. And people don't build a relationship with a company. They build a relationship with those people within the companies. Tell me about the types of things that you discuss with the people who are who are in these videos. Like, are they are they nervous about getting on video for some of them, it might be the first time and, and they're not used to really being sort of the center of attention. Um, tell me about that process of getting them up to speed and comfortable with shooting a video for their brand. Well, I definitely think you hit the nail on the head. Like people buy from people because of that relationship. Like it still goes hand in hand with franchising when you're finding that new opportunity, that new business opportunity that you might be searching for. You might come across these videos and discover a new brand or a new industry you didn't know existed. And you're like, hmm, I want to look more into this and see if maybe this is my next step. And when it comes to putting the faces finally with the brand on screen, we have a chat, obviously, once a client decides to invest in personal branding. We have a kickoff call. We explain what that process is. We kind of decide who's going to be the in the first set of videos. And we do like to diversify that within at least two to three people to start. Because again, if you hear the same thing from a different person, it might click or they just might reach someone different depending on said platform's algorithm. And we see this all the time in our in-person visits where we have maybe a couple bright lights, the camera in front, like at least six pairs of eyes just staring at you. And it can be nerve wracking if you're not <laughs> used to that. And what's different about this is that it might be, it'll typically just be one person from, from Brand J, typically me or you, or maybe even someone else who just wants to know about the process, be on the recording. And that way it's less intimidating. It's, um, normally a remote setup. So we'll coach them through our ideal setup in terms of good lighting, you know, good angles, good backgrounds, good sound quality, etc. And we'll also coach them through that on our first couple of calls right when we log on. And so I hear time and time again, like Andrea, I know you sent me these questions 
I hear people say, honestly, I didn't look at it. And I'm like, don't worry about it <laughs> because I'm just too much of a planner that if I don't have something to go off of, you know, I might freeze up too <laughs> worse than you. But at the end of the day, I really like that organic conversation way better. And I just remind them like I do in the in-person visits. This is just a conversation between you and me. Yes, it's being recorded, but hopefully this is less intimidating. And what's nice is that you know, we can chop it up. We can make you sound so professional and so seamless. Like people won't know that you try to answer that question five times. So <laughs> what's, you're covering and, a few flubs there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can totally start over. You can pick up where you left off. Like, um, even though I say we are humanizing it, we still kind of take that extra step, obviously, and make sure that you look and sound really good because you are representing your brand. And we still want to hear in your words. And so we do the coaching in terms of quality and the setup. I also share some prep questions um, so that you kind of know what you might be asked. And I'll tell them to, during the recording, just know that if you say something and I like it, I'm going to ask you more about it. Because yeah. <laughs> you're probably the only one who knows about what you said. It's kind of like what I learned in public speaking class. And I tell them this is like, no one knows your script. Like no one knows what you're going to say. So I don't know if you're <laughs> telling me 100% truth or you just kind of made that up on the fly, but it sounded really good. You know, it's kind of that delivery that I also encourage them to do. Obviously smile because um, you don't want to look robotic or like you're having a bad day. Even if you are, you know, I hope that it's like a good 30 minute session where we can talk about something you're passionate about. It's really just us conversing and if you have been a long-term client with us and you're investing in personal branding, it might be my first time talking to you. So I still am really excited to know more about you. I also ask about personal questions like, why are you even part of this brand? Or do you have a firsthand experience engaging with the services that your franchisees offer? Or um, did you have any experience in this field or even franchising? So it's kind of cool to hear how everyone got to where they are. And we, you know, do a good bit of planning, but at the end of the day, it's just kind of us catching up, having a little one-on-one -on -one that gets recorded and then you get to share that story with the world. I love that idea of when you hear something that um, is really interesting to you, you kind of keep pushing them on it and following up and, and, and going down that rabbit hole because that's where you find the really good stories of, of people within a brand and, and find out, you know, what they really feel about the brand, why they're interested in this brand, you know, because ultimately that's what's going to make these brands successful is when you've got support and, and leadership and vision and, and a good program that franchisees can follow. So I love that idea of going off script early and often, because that's where I think we really find the, the really good stories in franchising. Who's been really good so far? Let's, let's name some names of some of the people that we're doing personal branding videos with. Who's just like really kind of knocked your socks off? Like, wow, I didn't know this person was, was going to be, you know, that into it, or maybe they just really had some awesome stories that they shared with you. Anybody come to mind? Well, I got to give our friend Eric Simon a shout out at the Joint Chiropractic. <laughs> he says he's nervous, but you watch these videos and you think he's been doing this for years and probably does it on the side of his personal platforms that we're not seeing. I'm just kidding. But he always jokes like, oh my gosh, my wife wakes up and sees me first thing 
on her phone. <laughs> and so it's a joke, but at the same time, we're like, okay, but we're doing our job. And, you know, he's um, another one that I worked with for a couple of years now, and I still am learning more about him. And especially in terms on the personal side, like when I asked what his first hand experience was with the joint, I got to learn that he was involved in mountain climbing um, and also how he really has a passion for what the joint has to offer. And a couple of our friends over at Belfort, I got to say, Doug mm-hmm. and Dwight have been awesome. We have had some offline conversations in person and over the phone about, hey, like, I just, I'm not a fan of looking at myself. And I'm like, well, you and the rest <laughs> of the world, because I right, also hate right. my voice, because probably after this podcast, I'll listen to five seconds of my voice and be like, yep, promote it. I'm not listening anymore. Oh, come on. And- you sound great. Now, now see, I, now I sound like what you're saying to the to the client, like, no, keep going. It sounds terrific, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's so cool to even see their growth, you know, not to get cheesy, but they're like, I have no idea what I just said. You kind of black out during the interview, but then you see the production of the first couple sets of videos. They also see ways that they would like to improve themselves. And then so come that next recording session and they're also just killing it, like so professional and way better. The confidence is awesome, you know, has definitely improved and it, really just becomes fun. I totally understand it's nerve wracking at first when it's your first couple times, but it, it really does become a fun kind of thing too. You're still talking about work almost, but it's the fun stuff about work. Yeah. You know, I liken it to being at a coffee shop or a bar or, you know, a cocktail party at a franchise event, or maybe within, within a brand's uh, event with all of their franchisees or something like that, and really just having a conversation with somebody. So, you know, the videos with Eric or or Doug and Dwayne or, or any of the other folks that we're working with, it really, when I watch them, it feels like I did just walk up to one of these guys at, you know, the multi-unit franchising conference or something like that. And we're, we're literally having a conversation and and they're just telling me a story about something that they're working on or some reason why uh, some franchisee is, is being awarded a franchise because they've got a really cool story and, and hearing them talk about their franchisees, hearing them talk about where their business is going. It really does have that sort of coffee shop feel. It's very different than let's produce a video. Let's put it out on television. Right. And, and let's, let's broadcast it's really not broadcasting as much as is it feels like a conversation with two or three people and and that's it. So I think, I think that's where these are winning. And I think that's where people are getting traction with these. And where do you see it going from here? I, I don't see short form video slowing down or stopping anytime in the next few years. So is there anything coming up that, that maybe we should keep our eyes on? Like, are there, are there new channels or are there new ways of recording videos or something like that, that, that we might want to get into and our, and some of our friends might want to check out over the next year or so. I think in terms of new strategies and how we are recording these videos, we should continue that kind of cycle of the topics because 
it's just going to only improve their reach, whether if whether we have just one or two spokespeople for a brand, if that's all they want to be the face of the brand for now, you know, it might seem redundant to them, but it's really going to go like kind of come back tenfold at the end of the day. Something I enjoy telling our clients investing in personal branding is that you do get to own these videos and you're going to know exactly where they live once they're posted. So it, it really is truly an investment because with let's just say the joint, for example, they have different regional developers located across the country who are responsible for reaching out to specific leads based on where they mm. are responsible for. And so Eric has done a really awesome job about promoting that the joint is engaging in this on the marketing side. And a couple of us RDs will use these videos to share with prospects. And maybe again, it's going to click because Eric said it, or he said it in a way that it just kind of lit up a light bulb. So they get to use this as assets in maybe the sales process, the training process, the marketing training process that the brand has for franchisees, because someone might have said it really, really well, and they can use that footage to share with the person, or they can even, you know, have more content to share on their own LinkedIn or whatever professional social media they like to share information on. And so I see video as a continuous investment and we do our best to keep a good chunk of the information timeless. Um, and that's where we really hit it with the brand and industry related topics and even the personal related topics because we are tracking all the analytics that we track typically involve things like impressions, traffic, views, et cetera, things of that yeah, nature. Cause, it, cause it's mostly organic. It's not, Correct. it's not like we're really tracking, you know, cost per lead and that kind of thing. This is, this is definitely brand awareness, not, not so much call to action lead generation quite yet. Right. And we tell them that, you know, when someone asks me like, are our videos successful, then it's just going to be honestly a matter of time because that's just what we have to look at. You know, it is something to where someone can try it out for a few months, but at the end of the day, the more consistent, the better. And so that kind of goes back to what I wanted to mention with you talking about YouTube shorts and how it could kind of spiral into someone looking into the general YouTube account and what videos live there. But then it just continues that snowball effect of if this brand is new or if it came back to the front of their mind because they just maybe forgot about it, then they want to go to the franchise development website because that's where they can ultimately get in touch with these franchisors and sales managers so they can learn more about the brand and see if it's a good fit for them. There's one other element of that that um, you touched on that I really like, and that's sort of a, a communications slash public relations and, um, you know, really getting getting the brand reputation where you want it to be. I think so often if something goes wrong with a brand, it's suddenly like, well, let's get the CEO out there and have him make a statement and maybe he can make a video and we'll share that. And, um, and, and he can try to write the ship. Right. And I think that's going to be a lot more successful if you're, followers, customers, franchisees, candidates, and everybody else have already seen that CEO or other executive or the VP of marketing or whomever is typically doing these videos. If if we've already seen them 
in that space, telling their side of the story and, and sharing, you know, things that are happening within the company already. I think when you really need to go out and, and explain something, you're going to get a lot more attention and you're going to have a lot more street cred already built up. Definitely. We've talked about that a good bit and that's where we joke, but we're serious about the whole influencer part of this (laughs) because it really builds that credibility. Like you were saying, I mean, if you just think of whatever celebrity is active on TikTok or, you know, on social media, if they are constantly talking about something you love listening to them, if they talk about, you know, a more, I don't want to say serious, but maybe more popular topic, then you're probably more likely to also listen to them and hear what they have to say. So it definitely builds that street cred. It definitely builds that ethos connection to the person and the brand. And it just makes them seem like, again, a human, a person, like it's not that stereotypical, like, oh, the CEO has to say something like, let's hear this. It's more like the CEO has to say something like, let me, let me check this out. Yeah. Yeah. Love that idea too. All right. I think that's a great place to uh, wrap it up for today. Andrea, thanks for joining me on this inaugural episode of Franchise Freaks. And uh, here's to a big freaky year coming for all of us. Yes. Super excited. Thanks for having me.